Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we are discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello, family, and welcome to Good News with Twanda Black. I am your host. We talk with folks from all walks of life about their good news, because when your brothers and sisters are having good news, so are you. It's a blessing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my next guest. I have with me today, Pastor Levi Harrell. Um, gosh, she's got so many types. Let's see. He is CEO of Levi Harrell Enterprises and Strategic. He's a magazine editor-in-chief. He's a singer-songwriter. Um, oh, and an operations manager for a school. Um, I leave anything out? Did I say the book? Your, uh, yeah, your author. Yep, yep. <laughs> else, a whole else. lot of stuff. Author, <laughs> pastor, coach. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a blessing to be able to do the things you love to do, though. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm grateful and thankful for every everything God has given me, and and it's it's a lot. But there's certain pockets and seasons where one might be needed more than the other, right. and so the other gift gets to rest while I maximize the other one. Yeah. Um, but hey, my pockets and my life never runs dry, and I'm grateful. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I have a question. When I when I would see you 10, 15 years ago, yeah. I mean, I had no idea you had all of this going on. Mm. What were you doing then? Back then, I was trying to figure out who I was, to be completely mm. honest. Mm. I knew I had a lot of ideas and concepts and stuff in my mind, but I wasn't sure what to tackle first. You know, I wasn't sure. And then I dealt with fear. Let's be very clear. Dealt with yeah. major fear. You know, I didn't know if I could sing, if my voice was good enough. You know, in my preaching, I didn't know if I had the talent enough. You know, even back then, that was before my spiritual mother, Dr. City Trim, even ordained me. So, of course, that adds layers. I'm not ordained, so I can't preach. I'm not I'm not part of this, so I can't do that. So back then, I was on a journey of discovery, and I still am now, but I'm now discovering with another level of precision, and I'm in my purpose, and so I'm not just all over the place you know yeah 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 oh i didn't know all that was going on but you know i would always see you always mannerable and speak and we chit chat but i I just never knew so i wonder what he's doing and then you know i knew you were singing at the time Mm -hmm. but kind of sparingly um yeah you know we all have that 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 journey to to us literally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. and i want to say thank you because all these years you've always been kind same thing you've always been just a nice person, a caring person. And even though we didn't speak all the time, but every time there was an engagement, I always left your presence feeling like she's such a nice woman. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Talk about um talk about COVID. What what happened with you during COVID? I think everybody has a story, a COVID story for that season of our lives when we were on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so many things were going on. So what, what happened to you during COVID? So I could go in many ways with that. So here's what's interesting. 2019, I was serving a ministry for 10 years and I was actually actually on staff. And 
a lot was going on, but in my spirit, the end of 2019, I knew something had to shift. I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know what was ahead, but I said, I do not want to go into 2020 in this same predicament. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know if it meant that ministry. I just knew this pattern, this structure is not working. So December 2019, a major shift happened for me where I left that scenario that was also my place of employment to being full-time ministry on my own. And from January or the end of December up until COVID, traveling nonstop, hosting conferences, and people were just calling like crazy. And I'm over here trying to figure out, am I gonna have a job? Am I gonna live? Like, what am I gonna do? And doors just kept opening as if a signal went out. He's free, go get him, <laughs> you know? Um, right. So literally I was thrusted into my own of, again, just traveling like crazy. I think one of my last speaking engagements was in South Carolina for a launch of a church. And then right after that, I went to a beach and hung out and that's when I got the word about COVID-19. And one of my friends and I were out there and we were like, is this a joke? Is this real? But I'm on the beach regardless. So whatever the world's doing, I'm seeing people on the beach. I mean, we're still being safe and that right. happened. But then after that, everything was grounded. And when everything was grounded, it gave me time to sit and reflect because the reality is, although I was grateful and thankful that God catapulted me to, to great success, literally overnight, yeah. literally, um, years of training, but overnight, um, I never had a chance to heal from the hurt though. Mm. I think so many people get caught up in the success and they wind up crashing and burning because they have residue of their hurt and their pain mm -hmm. and they never had a chance, like scripture says, to renew their mind, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. go get counseling. So it allowed me time to heal, to reflect, to be mad, to be angry, yeah. um, because, and, and, but in a safe place because we all were shut down. So it wasn't like, you know, we have this such a go-getter mentality that you don't sit down, but it's like, well, mm -hmm. the world shut down. So I got time to heal. Um, but then in addition to that, it birthed my coaching business. I had started it, um, but I brought it back and literally from my cell phone, coaching people in the car um, and just sharing for the entrepreneur out there. In the first quarter of the pandemic, I made over $10,000 from coaching people from my phone um, with just the word of the Lord and insight. And of course, I, I, I'm not a licensed therapist. And I let people know that, but I did go uh uh and get a certification from harvard online and set in uh, psychology and things of that sort you know so i wasn't just talking church you know we were yeah, going through yeah. and as we talked earlier that's why you hear it in my messages i know about um neuro pruning and neuroplasticity and the neural system and all that stuff um so yeah it it, it helped me to heal and it birthed out my message which is yeah. bridging the gap between empowerment and hope but from a psychological perspective for all of humanity. I'm in a place now where I'm even realizing I'm not called to just the church. I mm. am called to all of humanity. And if you'll hear me, I'll talk to you. I'm not judging you. Your lifestyle doesn't mean anything to me. I just want to talk to you and mm. let me speak to you. And we'll just see what happens from there. I love it. I love oh, it. Man. I love it. Were, were you <laughs> like, I was, I was a little jonesing about traveling because i had got the travel bug and yeah you know i had been going places so i was jonesing a little bit yeah um, that year were you like itchy about getting out a few times like that first 
couple months I was catching up on rest and I was relaxing. In fact, that was the time I went back to school. Mm. So um, I was doing that. What what program should have took a month? I got done in like two weeks because I was just going, 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 going. Nothing else to do, right? Exactly. I had nothing else to yeah. do. I was bored. Um, then there was a park right next to my house. So I would go and jog at the park. Um, but after a while, I did get antsy. But what I would do was just go visit friends in a safe environment. I didn't really go anywhere. Honestly, this year will probably be the first year I leave the country since then. Mm. Um, and that's bothering me. Oh, my yeah. God. I, like, oh, <laughs> um, I think I did the end closer to the end of the pandemic. I think I did go to Vegas and a few other spots. Um, but again, we were under different protocols then. Yeah. But otherwise, I just I just sat still and, and just sat. I sat. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about your books. Um, yes. Rule by Decree, Protocols for Strategic Declarations, and then Young Sir, uh, yes. 12 Principles for Becoming a Man of Character, Commitment, and Courage. So talk about your books. Yes, ma'am. So uh, Rule by Decree was my second book. It's more of a manual because um, I'm technical with terms. I know technically speaking, a book is not a book unless it's 50,000 words bare minimum. So it's technically a manual. Um, but with, <laughs> Most people don't know that, but I'm just, it's whatever. Um, but it's, it's a prayer manual. And when I was ordained, believe it or not, I was asked to go to conferences to pray more than I was to preach. And it just blew my mind. Um, I'll never forget to my sister, and I'm sure who you know, Dolly McCoy invited me to 102.5 to pray mm -hmm. on the radio. I'm like, am I anointed for prayer? I didn't know. I didn't know. And so the Young Sir book I wrote first, but I'll get to that. And it didn't go number one. Of course, I was like, man, I put my all in this. But when I wrote Rule by Decree, it went number one on Amazon in less than 24 hours. Mm. And everyone was getting it. And I was being invited to conferences. And everyone kept asking me, how do you command an atmosphere? You know, typically in your conference or church setting, you'll start with praise and worship. And their job is to break the fallow ground and, you know, get people to transition from whatever their day-to-day -day activity is right. into the moment of service. Well, I'm up before the praise team. So I'm literally dealing with dead space, conversations. And so I've had to learn how to take my prayers in a declarative, confident, bold way and command everyone's attention to the, to the not the stage, but to the presence of God and to bring mm -hmm. it in to say, hey, this is what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And so that book um, is teaching you how to understand your kingdom constitutional rights. Yeah. Oftentimes people look at the Bible as a religious tool, but it's a constitutional right. The church is the educational system of the kingdom. And so the Bible is our constitution. And so I'm teaching people how to look at it as law versus just a fairy tale. And when you understand mm -hmm. it's law and it's your rights, you don't have to ask permission for certain things. You then approach the throne of grace boldly, as scripture yeah. says, and yeah. with a level of confidence. It's just like with your son. Um, there's certain things he doesn't necessarily need to ask you. He doesn't have to ask, hey, mom, can I be successful? As a mother, you desire for him to do to be so. And I'm quite certain you've cultivated a lifestyle for him to have success. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't need to ask permission for success. It's, hey, mom, I want to do this for my success. You come into agreement. It's done. So yeah. It's the same concept. And so that's what that book's about. It's understanding that you're a king and you're a queen and what the role and responsibility of a king and queen is. Um, if you look at the cover, I'm, I'm, I look like an army general. 
because as a king, you're also an army general. Okay, so I can command war. I can mm -hmm. command different things. Now say this and hush because I can get to talking. <laughs> <laughs> Rule by decree is typically a term that has a negative connotation. Rulers such as Adolf Hitler and others, they would abuse their power to make decisions for their betterment, but the demise of others by just making a decision. And ruling by decree means it doesn't have to go through legislation. It's the strike of a pin and we're done. But I've taken that concept and flipped it to say in the heat of battle, in the heat of changing your life, depression, sickness, disease, whatever, if you want it to be over, make a decision. It's so, you know, right. And that's it. It's so it's done. Uh, and I, I say it like this, too. If someone breaks in your house, you're not dropping to your knees saying, please get out, please get out. You're saying, get out of my house because <laughs> you understand I pay this mortgage. This right. is my property. This is my constitutional right. I'm not asking permission for you to leave. I'm telling you to get out. You're on my terrain. So it's learning how to take that kingdom, army, general, decree and declare the life you want to live. And not just with prayer, but even with affirmative statements in your life. So that's And then Young Sir was my first book I wrote. I grew up without a father. And so that book is me basically navigating the terrains of manhood on my own. And each chapter is a principle. There's a principle of love, principle of purpose, principle of leadership, principle of wisdom, um, all of that. And there's one particular story in there that I share with my little about my little brother and how I didn't realize the leadership skills that were wired in me. Um, I was at my home an hour away and my mother called me and, or I called her to just check on her and she was getting ready to go somewhere. And she said, but your brother took the keys. Or I can't find my keys. We'll say mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I knew he took the keys because if I didn't want my mom to leave, just being truthful and honest, I probably would have did the same thing. Because <laughs> it's like, we want my mama. You know, we're just being kids, whatever. Mm -hmm. I knew he had the keys. So she was like, he, I can't find the keys. I can't find the keys. I said, mom, put him on the phone. Because he stood bold faced to her and said, I don't have him. I don't have him. Now, mind you, I'm an hour away. So I get him on the phone. I said, hey, give mom the keys before you and I have a major problem. And instantly he broke on the phone crying. I just mm. didn't want to go. I just didn't, da, 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 da. I said, I understand, I understand. But give her the keys before you and I have a major problem. All right? Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And it was that moment, I said, I'm wired with something. I said, I might not mm. have had a dad to show me. I didn't have this, but I, it was that moment. I said, this is different. So what I did was I put all my journey into a book to help young men navigate manhood, whether you have a father or not, mentors or not. Even women can read the book because it'll show you the mindset of a man. Yeah. Um, and I talk about how I went from homelessness to receiving the Outstanding Georgia Citizen Award in the, in the state of Georgia because of my community initiatives and things of that sort that just I navigated, man. Just, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what do you think um, the, the biggest and I don't even know how what word to use. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue for you not having a father, because my kids grew up without a father too. Yeah. It was very difficult. Very difficult. We talk about that all the time now. They're in their yeah, family. Yeah. We talk about that. And that's good that y'all talk about it now. Cause it's funny, my mother and I are having more in-depth conversations now. Because of course you're doing what you know to do. And I think that's the that's the thread there. When you get to an age when you can have that dialogue with respect and still honor but have transparency and realize we're all just trying to make it out here. Yeah, you know, yeah. it gives a level of grace. But I know for me, going, going even back to your original question about, you know, 
years ago, I had a hard time figuring out what my lane was because historically the father is supposed to cast a vision. That's right. And mm -hmm. you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So although my mother is very supportive to this day, she's so supportive that it's not, hey, go in this direction. This you, you get what I'm saying? Like there's so much freedom, so to speak. Like I'm a support. Right. Do. Right. That's what we do. Right. Exactly. But I don't know which way to go. Right. So right. Um, and it makes so much sense because when you just look yeah. at the way God created things, the man is the visionary. The woman turns That's the house right. to the home. Mm -hmm. So. So, but, and, and to be honest, there was a time I would, I would find myself subconsciously being upset. Like my mom didn't give me this, my mom didn't give me that, but that really wasn't her role to do. And so when I realized that I took my personal power back and I said, okay, if I can't find a mentor, let me read a book. In fact, one of the first books I ever read was Kirk Franklin's The Blueprint. Oh, mm -hmm. um, I started reading again. And I began to live through his life through the pages um and then different leaders i was i would submit to in ministry which some stuff good some stuff bad i was mm -hmm. doing that trying to understand manhood and that's mm -hmm. the whole spiritual father piece comes where i even had to learn i was putting too much pressure on my pastor mm -hmm. i wasn't his biological son and mm -hmm. i'm not his responsibility um but at the same time i also did too much where i was then manipulated in some regards mm -hmm. because like, well, since you're going to do whatever, we'll do this, do this. But I was doing it, searching for the approval and direction of a father. Absolutely. And so I that to say my biggest struggle was realizing that everything I need, I was already wired with mm. and trusted. Um, and of course, that doesn't mean don't read books. I'm listening to a book now, an audio book that I, that I, that I listen to on my hour rides to work called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um, and it's a phenomenal book that's teaching you how to take your rightful place as a man and how even then you can become so giving because you don't know how to say no right. because you, you didn't learn that from a man. Stuff like that. It's stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and, and I'll say this too. It's funny because I have people tell me now, they say, you seem so much more confident now. And it's because I found out who I am as a man and what my assignment is with or without the approval of anybody. Right. I'm wired this way and I'm still working on things, you know. Um, yeah. That's going to be till the day you take your last breath. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. We never stop growing. We never stop growing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let's talk about your music. Um, yeah. <laughs> couple of songs uh, that you have out. Now, did you do a full project? Uh, Not yet. I'm, yeah. I'm working on it i'm trying to get it out this year um and i'm so weird sometimes because i go with what i sense and feel you know um but i wrote prevail actually a few years ago yeah. during the pandemic is when i was actually able to get with todd delaney mm -hmm. um we worked virtually together he, his team and i and um i already had everything together for the most part I just needed to be mixed and mastered better production-wise, redone, things of that sort. Um, Ashley Perryman, shout out to her. She helped me with some of the arrangements. Um, at the part where the song climaxes, she did like she did a little um, arrangement there for me. Um, but yeah, fun fact though, I wrote that song in the car, in the pandemic, going to get some chi uh, lemon pepper wings. <laughs> I literally sat in the car 
Oh my and god. And I was telling you earlier about I write messages in the car. Yeah. It comes at the strangest moments. And and they're impactful. And, and but I yield to that when it happens. It's the strangest thing. That's why in my phone I have notes all the way to 2014. Because my wow. level of inspiration hits at the strangest times. And then God will say, take that melody, take that, put it in a book, mm-hmm. put it in a podcast, whatever. So yeah, I wrote Prevail. And the lyrics are are amazing to me. It says, you know, I was going through a hard time during that time too, but it says they will fight against me. Life can happen and fight against me, but they shall not prevail against you, referring to God. And as long as I stay with you, for you are with me, with you, I prevail. And then I just begin to talk about who God is. You're superior in power. Mm -hmm. You're superior in strength. Um, 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 I forgot the rest, (laughs) but it's like, and with you, I will prevail. And it's a declaration. Everything in my life is declarative. And I understand some stuff is through prayer and some stuff is through a melody. And so I deliberately every day with you, I will prevail. I chant it in my mind to shut down demonic thoughts. Mm. I just keep saying, I will prevail no matter what comes. There's challenges on work. I will prevail. I will prevail. And next thing I know, my faith is rising again. Mm. You know, so I wrote that song and released it. And God, when I tell you no major promotion, no music video, it's in 30 different countries. People are streaming it all the time. Even at the conference, they're like, we love your song. I'm like, this is bananas. Yeah. Bananas to me. Um, And then I wrote more of you, more of you was birthed out of one of my conferences. I do a conference called Strategic Declarations. I haven't done it mm-hmm. since the pandemic, but we were chanting, I want more of you. I want more of you. And I went home and I wrote a verse to it. And right after doing Prevail, I recorded more of you. There's another song that I might release soon. We'll see called Rule by Decree. It was supposed to come out with the book, but mm-hmm. I just never did it. And that's more of an up-tempo declarative. I mean, very declarative type of song, upbeat. Okay. Someone told me they said, "Imagine Michael Jackson and Judith McAllister getting together." Whoa! And, and, and yeah, like just imagine that rocker type Judith declaring the word. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she's powerful. She's powerful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So those are those songs that can be streamed everywhere. Um, but I am trying to finish up a project. Maybe this year, maybe not. I'm supposed to film a video for Prevail. We'll see. <laughs> you, gotta do that. you gotta do that. We need the video. We need the video. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you are now building your ministry, and I know your ministry is online. But let me tell yes. you, it's perfect. It's perfect just where it is. Listen, so, so talk about you. talk about building that ministry. Yeah. So it's called strategy, and I spell it different. It's s t r a t dot i dot j e e. In fact, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I went to Bishop Jakes' Pastors and Leaders um, event, um, and I went, tried to leave, got stuck, and I said, God, why am I being stuck? So I said, if I'm going to be stuck another day, let me go get a really nice hotel. And so I sat in the jacuzzi, and God dropped a name on me. Mm. And um, I was like, why do I have to leave Atlanta to get this? But that's, <laughs> that's another thing. I didn't get stuck. Here, here. right. <laughs> right. And so 2017, I believe, is the first event I had, which was called Strategy, a moment of vision and just kind of casting the idea out. Um, Pastor Ryan, who is or was formerly Dr. Trim's executive director, he came. A few other different people locally came and I was surprised people showed up. I was like, mm-hmm. people showed up. And I just cast it vision on what it's about. And so. 
from then to now, I've been up and down with it. But now the last two years, every Sunday we meet virtually. Um, and it's been bananas. People are tuning in from South Africa. People are tuning in from Canada and not just tuning in, but they're sowing, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm not asking them to do anything. Of course, I give them the principle of tithe, the offering, etc. but they're coming and they're growing. A lot of my clients who I coach, they then come there and they're like, you never ask us for anything. One of the ladies who I'm coaching and pastoring in 15 minutes, I coached her into getting paid $5,000 for a 15 minute speech. And I'm like, God, you're, mm -hmm. you're moving. So it let me know there's something here. I'm saying all mm -hmm. that to say. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm working on now, I'm not going to birth the church. I have a strategy for what I'm going to do that I don't want to reveal just yet, but there will be a, there will be a place for ministry. Okay. But I do more than that. And so I want a place that can encompass every expression and facet of who I am. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll say it like this. We know Jesus was a miracle worker, but he was a miracle worker and he had a trade. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what that's going to be. But I'm excited about it. I have a text message group where I text them declarations and prayers every day. Like you would think we had a building because we always talk. We're always together. They're like, I talk to you more than my own family. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, literally, we're doing the same pastoral work. One of my members had a car accident last night. I'm calling her 11 o'clock at night. Are you okay? What's going on? How can I support you? You know, but she's in South Carolina. Like, God mm -hmm. has been faithful to where people are miles away, but yet they're getting the resources they need, the funding they need. You know, nothing's missing. And so what I'm going to start doing quarterly, and maybe, of course, I'll announce this here. It's unofficial, but probably one of our first official services will be this November. Um, because I was in the group talking to them. What what's best for y'all? Because I know you're in different countries. I want to make sure you have time to plan. So November will probably be our first in-person service, and that's when baptism will take place. Maybe the cases okay. can take place. Mm -hmm. Um, but everything with the messages though is strategic. Everything rises and falls with a strategy. You can get you can have a worship moment, and get a prophetic word, but the application of it is a strategy. You know, how do you renew your mind to believe what was said? We were talking about that earlier with neuroplasticity. It takes time for your mind to rewire to the prophetic word of the Lord. And I think that's the component that's missing because we shout about it. We run yeah. about it, write it down in our notebook. We're happy about it. But we don't know the science and the psychology with our human body that God created for us to apply the prophetic words. You know, so that's that's my mission that's my goal and i'm doing it from a faith-based context but i'm reaching out to humanity that's where yeah. i am it's yeah i mean case in point uh you know he's like, oh we had a great time in church we were shouting and laying yeah. out on the floor people was running around well what did he preach about like, oh. exactly yeah, but it was good though <laughs> yeah, it was good, but I don't really know what happened you know yeah yeah, so, yeah you're, you're exactly right don't you just love the the, the the powerfulness of the internet and how you're yes. connecting with people all over the world where before that it would have just been in your region or if you were traveling and now Correct. it's so global it's awesome yeah it's and so there's no there's no excuse not to have success there's mm -mm. no excuse and so i'm 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 just excited i'm just excited because we're unstoppable, you know? Yeah. And so even now in the message that I'll be preaching to come, 
it'll be more on breaking those generational curses and mental blockages because we have the internet we have resources we have artificial intelligence there's so much out here yeah. that's biblical that the world is doing geneva siri our smartphones all this voice voice activated stuff we have that's bible in the beginning let there be then there was let there be then or 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 that's it have the statements decree it declare it establish it believe it and it is it's all bible but we miss it we got so deep <laughs> <laughs> now that's a whole nother conversation right there levi right right um, right tell folks where they can find your music how they can find your sunday services and, and yes. get hooked into your text message uh declarations all of that yes. good stuff absolutely so what you can do of course my music can be found on every platform i i itunes spotify youtube all of that um my messages are all uploaded every sunday excuse me um on my youtube channel so you can go all the way back and what i love about it every message builds is stacked so you go all the way back and, and yeah. catch up um but all that is there and then my daily text message group if you just text your name first last name and your location to 678-356-4326 again that's 678-356-4326 every day i'm sending prayer um, a business strategy, an entrepreneurship strategy, whatever I feel and sense for that day, like nothing's preset for the week, whatever God has given me for that day, I'm texting it in real time. And of course, if you ever want prayer requests, you can text me back. No one has this number. In fact, this whole phone is just for that. Um, and so that's that. What else? Again, everything's on YouTube. Um, How about your books? Books. Yes, my books. All books can be found on Amazon.com. Just type in my name. Honestly, just go to Google, type in Levi Harrell. You'll see everything pop up. I have a podcast that's on there called Strategy with Levi Harrell. Um, so everything's everything's there. Um, books are $20. Um, yeah, and I got a new one coming soon too that actually is gonna be about prayer again, but it's more about the the psychological piece. Um, mm. Unless I change the name, it's called Supernatural Intellect. Wait, declared no, de declarative intellect, supernatural intelligence. Okay. And we're breaking down supernatural occurrences and how you psychologically perceive it, like Ezekiel, how he saw the mm -hmm. dreams. Mm -hmm. How do you break that down to then articulate it to humanity and for your region and education, government, whatever you know? So. Mm. I'm having fun. This is this is I, this I, this is I love doing this and being able to to release what God has given me my way. You know, you're you're blessed. You're so blessed. I, I'm, I'm just I'm loving watching your life and seeing thank where you came from till now. God has just really been blessing you. Yes, um, thank, thank you. you thank so you for much. taking out time to talk with us and to join us here on Good News. God bless you. you. You know, I'll be in touch. Yes, indeed. And thank you for having me. You are the Tawanda Black. So I'm grateful <laughs> and thankful that you thought of me for this moment. I pray nothing but continued success and favor your way for you and your entire family. So thank Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, just love him. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at thepgnetwork.org or goodnews at thepgnetwork.org. Watch the show via PGN TV on all digital streaming apps, or you can visit us at pgntv.org. Hey, we'll see you next time for some good news. God bless you.